0: This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki with help from New Zealand on air. To find more local content, go to www.accessradiotaranaki.com.
1: Welcome to Car
0: Crazy! Car Crazy! Crazy. Car, crazy, car crazy, car crazy, car crazy, crazy, crazy for cars, crazy, crazy for cars, crazy, crazy for cars, car crazy. Welcome to Car Crazy. one
1: one one. This a big accident. Hey everybody, this is Brendan Criswell with Car Crazy. Hope things are going all good for everybody. Because even though lockdown's still on and it's been basically two weeks, which is a pain in the BUT, but hey, yeah, <laughs> I want to try and save some money so I can do that easy. And you can still use your phone and talk to your mates, all of that. So, all good. Now, our first song Keith Urban, Red Camaro. Enjoy! Alright,
0: Red Camaro. New Orleans getting married in Vegas. A sun sets down on the sand, letting do some going crazy. Mm. Somewhere, somebody. T- Legs on the leather of my red Camaro. Mm-hmm, red Camaro. Oh, oh. You got them cowgirl boots on that summer dress. Maybe it's wrong, but it looks like we don't care. It feels right. Yeah, it feels so right. Just like God. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah welcome back, everybody. Today's article, the History of the American police Car posted by the squid three months ago and it came from ideal media the history of the American police car their job is to protect and serve it says so right on the side of their cruisers their cruisers come decked out with ballistics to protect the occupants from just about every imaginable situation all while having some of the Latest technology and features to enhance the driving experiences during a long day on duty. So that got us thinking how have police cars changed and adapted over time? How did they go from electric? wagons 100 years ago to hybrid cruises with fully autonomous driving capabilities yes that means autonomous police vehicles could enforce traffic laws every now oh, very soon that's a scary thought that may be coming sooner than you think the beginning no more horses so where did it all start it was 1899 in Akron Ohio where crimes were happening all around town and Instead of having to call officers placed around the city, they devised that their officers should be mobile. So they had the Collins, I think that's right, buddy company make them a car for around 2400 which is about sixty-five thousand in today's money, but this is an overseas um, article, so yeah, different to New Zealand. I'll say that it was powered by two four horsepower electronic motors, giving them an impressive top speed of sixteen miles per hour. That's bugger all. <laughs> Could run faster than that. And a range of about 30 miles. Criminals stood no chance. This was the first ever horseless police vehicle ever used in the USA. And because they were going to be capturing a bunch of criminals, they added a cell for captured inmates with room for up to 12 people, which was a massive improvement from the horse drawn carriages they had before. This allowed a squad of officers to be mobile and made other cities notice to this led to a chain of cities getting their own patrol cars such as New York and their fleet of radio motor patrol vehicles in 1920 the 1920s New York new cars the fleet of vehicles that New York got in the 1920s made it so that officers were able to deploy officers to problem areas much quicker and with a police car and a radio single officer could cover an area that would have previously needed several officers. This not only allowed response time to be shortened but also made it so, that less officers were needed to cover the same area that saved jurisdictions money and proved effective at capturing criminals, especially during the prohibition era, until the criminals decided to get faster cars that could outrun police cars so what did that mean for the cops they had to upgrade to and their upgrade came from forward with the introduction to the flathead v8 the 1930s Ford's flatheads in 1932 Ford unveiled the flathead V8 model 8 as an affordable vehicle with surprising performance for the time so much so that the police used cars were this engine for over 30 years, the engine was capable of making more power than most cars on the road, all while being able to keep the price low, which made the Ford Flathead V8 a real possibility for police All across the state. Not only did the police like the flathead V8s, but the criminals did too. (laughs) They would take their flatheads and soup them up, making them into lethal hot rods. Bonnie and Clyde, among others, used these powerhouses to try and outrun the police, and it worked for a while, until about the 40s, when the Big Three stated making police packages. In the 1940s, the Big Three Just about every police car in the 1940s was coming out of Detroit from the big three Ford, Chevrolet and Chrysler. As the cops ordered more and more cruisers. the auto manufacturers started to notice a pattern. Most police cars left their factories with similar options. So that left them thinking, what if they could make a package with all those options on their specific cars and not long after all three manufacturers started offering police packages on their cars coming with big engines and the most robust drivetrains this allowed the cops to be a leg ahead once again, that is up until the criminals souped up their cars to outrun the cops again, so who did the police turn to Plymouth the no, nineteen sixties popo power it <laughs> sounds pretty funny. Plymouths used Chrysler's V8s and those V8s put out a ton of power for the time enough power to keep up with the criminals. The 440 cubic inch V8 paired with Chrysler's torque fight transmissions. Gave those Plymouth boats plenty of power to take down the criminals, and they also added torsion bar suspensions to give them an advantage in the corners, too. Now, next up, the Beatles drive my car uh, yeah you can't go out driving your car too much around at the moment hey we can but hey you can't do much so no point <laughs> if you're going to get groceries or whatever then you need your car and go grab them but shops are closed and all of that so can't go nosing at them very easily so yeah <laughs>
0: She wanted to be She said, baby, can't you see
1: everybody now continuing on speed was the name of the game and plymouth had the thing nailed not only were they powerful but they were proven reliable too which was important for every officer on the force Things changed through, though after the OPEC oil crisis, the police weren't enthralled with the massive power of honking V8. Instead, they wanted something smaller and more efficient, but could still get. The job done. The police then went away from their Chrysler and Plymouth cruisers and went with smaller Chevy Capri and Ford LTD models. The 1970s efficient enforcement Not only were smaller cars better on gas, but they also accelerated faster, handled better, and even stopped (coughs) quicker. So while Ford and Chevy decided to downsize, Chrysler continued to make big cars, the Ford LTD was the less powerful of the two, with its bigger 5.8 litre engine. Putting out only 142 horsepower, the Chevy Caprice came with a 5.7 litre V8, but it put down 170. Buff. Horsepower. Even then. Both cars. underperformed. performed. The cars. They were. Replacing. Why well. Because the big. Plymouths were. Putting down. 370 horsepower. That. Was more than double that of either of the new cars. Well, of course, you want cars like that. (coughs) The better ones, I mean. (laughs) The next few decades after the oil crisis was resolved saw many police cars coming out of the big three most came and went, but there was one that stayed in the game for decades until it was terminated in 1996, the Chevy Caprice. The 1990s, Copper Caprice, our dogs caught Cooper, <laughs> so yeah, For decades, the Chevy Caprice was the backbone for a lot of police. But just like the office being on Netflix, all good things must come to an end. The Caprice was... Discontinued in 1996, which opened the door to its main computer, the Ford Crown Victoria, the Crown Vic, the Golden Age, the fight between the Crown Vic and the Caprice was close in the 90s up until she canned the Caprice program in 1996. Sure other manufacturers tried to make a rival to the Crown Vic but Ford's cop car dominated the police car market. Many of those tanks can be found still rolling around with 200,000 or even 300,000 miles or more. Police officers liked the Crown Vic because it shared a lot with the Mustang GT of the time so parts were plentiful and relatively cheap to fix cops would run their cruises into the ground then taxi companies would turn them into cabs even after years of active duty on the police force if that's not a testament to its reliability I don't know what is <laughs> when selling their cruises instead of buying a different car police would likely go out and buy another Crown Vic, they dominated police car sales throughout the country and nothing could touch them until they were discontinued. Thanks for joining me today. So, hopefully we can all still enjoy lockdown. At least I can save money, as I said earlier, but, yeah. So, catch everyone again next time. So, thank you for help from the sponsor, Norm B with their support of the show. And catch everyone again next time. Laters, my homies.
0: This show was first broadcast on Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM thanks to New Zealand On Air.